0: And welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Anna, and today we have another episode, another country, which I am so excited for you guys to listen. So, for this one, I invited Urmi. She grew up in Italy with Bengali parents. So this one is a little bit different. It's a little bit multicultural episode, which is something that I haven't done yet here on the podcast which is why I'm so excited, because it comes with a little twist. So in this one, we talk about the fusion between two cultures and how it was for her to have Bengali family, but then Italian friends. We obviously talk about Italian cuisine, because who doesn't want to talk about that? And we even touch on the similarities between Italian and Brazilian cultures, and I talk a little bit of a backstory between this fusion, and uh, we also talk about traveling to Italy. Urmi gives us some amazing tips on traveling to the country. Obviously, there's so much more uh, that we talked about, and yeah, it was such a fun episode, and I loved talking to Urmi, and I am. So happy that she reached out to me because it I feel like it would be really amazing not just to record episodes about certain countries, but people that are from another country and how they grew up with this cultural fusion. Because this is also something very interesting to talk about and see how it build people if that makes sense. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. I am sorry. But I have um, a very episode ahead for you. I cannot wait for you to get to listen to it. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I'm really excited about this episode. It's a little bit different than the usual ones I do about countries. It's like kind of different cultures. So that's exciting.
1: I'm very, very happy to be here.
0: Well, for starters, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. So my name is Urmi. I live in Montreal. But originally, I'm from Italy. So I always tell people I am Italian Bengali. And since I've been living in Canada for a long time, I also have the Canadian nationality. So officially I have two, but in reality, I feel like um, I belong to three different cultures.
0: Okay. So I just want to hop into it. How was it for you to grow up in Italy? Kind of a little bit of background.
1: Okay. So basically I was born and raised in Italy. I lived my whole life there. Uh, my parents are actually from Bangladesh. So after they got married, they moved to Italy. And specifically, we they moved to to Sicily and then they decided to settle there to start a life but for a better life and then a couple of years later I was born so I I lived my whole life there I did my elementary school there I did my high school there and then after high school I decided to to move to Canada where
0: I did my university that's like a lot of change and intercultural situation
1: (laughs) yeah it definitely is
0: how do you feel like you were impacted growing up in Italy but having parents from Bangladesh like growing up did you feel like you had uh, um, one prevalent culture other than the other one like how was it
1: yeah so basically um, my whole life like my friends when I went to school all my friends were Italian there was no one from Bangladesh there was no one that looked like me, there was no one that was like, uh, there was the, the kid of an imi- of immigrant uh, parents. So in that sense, I always felt like I was a little bit of like an outsider because I never knew in which world I was belonging because outside of my home, I always felt like I was Italian, but then I also never felt Italian enough because aesthetically I looked different. And then when I would be home, yes I had my parents culture but then again because I was growing up in the Italian culture I felt like it was a little bit like clashing so in that sense I feel like I did not belong to any of the two worlds I just had to just create my own world and so I felt a little bit of an outsider for for a while.
0: So basically you grew up kind of with the fusion of two different cultures. Was it difficult because at least, like from the outside, I feel like they can be very, very different, both Italian and Bengali.
1: Yeah, they're pretty much opposite to each other. If if we have to just say it, uh, if we just have to say, they're pretty much opposite to each <laughs> yeah. other, because one it's a little bit more open minded, where. Open-minded, it's more individualistic. Where the other one, it's more collectivistic and more close-minded. So in that sense, I felt like it was really clashing because they were always different from each other. There are some things that, for instance, when I was when I was growing up, and my parents would tell me, "No, you cannot do this because this is forbidden." But then I would have to like explain this to my friends who are Italian, who would not understand me. So I always felt like no one could really understand why. I wanted to do certain things, or why I couldn't do certain things. So, a lot of the times, I, I tend tended to follow what my parents would tell me without going against what they would tell me, uh, because I felt like that probably that was the right path, but in reality it wasn't. Like I think there was nothing wrong with me if I wanted to do something like going out with my friends, where for instance my parents would forbid me to do that.
0: Yeah, I can imagine having this internal conflict when you are getting into your teenage years because this is like you it's already hard when you're in the single culture but when you're kind of growing up in this bicultural situation it must be insane
1: yeah it, it was actually because because it, I, I was a teenager when I was growing up, right? And you as a teenager, you want to try new things. And I remember when, for instance, I would say to my parents, oh, can I go to my friend's house? I was always asked so many questions because my parents were worried about what the community of Bengali people would have said about me. Or they would tell me, like, do not wear a certain type, type, type of clothes because, you know, it doesn't look good. It's not good for our culture. And then when I would, let's say, so... A lot of the things that I did, I had to do them behind their back because I knew that at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything wrong. But for instance, when I would go to my friend's house, who would have a pool, and they would ask me like, "Do you want to wear a bikini?" and I, I would tell them, "No, I cannot." Uh, they would. It was hard for them to understand why I couldn't do it. For instance, so it was a lot of clash because. I feel like the two cultures in a sense are very conflicting to each other. And uh, it, it was hard for me to understand what was the right thing. And I always tended to follow what my parents would do. And a lot of the things I had to do things on my back because I also as a teenager wanted to try out new things that normal teenagers do usually.
0: Yeah, you said that you felt different, but were you, did people treat you different? because you were from you look different like you said
1: no to be honest uh, no uh, no one ever treated me different because even though I look different but the moment I would start speaking in Italian people would know that I, I wasn't like from any other places but from Italy so they, they everyone treated me nicely fairly And I love my Italian people because I never felt like anyone was treating me differently. I was treated equally from from literally everyone.
0: Oh, no, yeah, that's that's good. So, like, do you, at the end of the day, do you relate to uh, one culture more than the other? Like growing up, because it's been like a few years, you said that you moved to Canada for college. So I kind of want to know, what you took from that you know like the fusion between those two cultures
1: so when I came to Canada it's where I had the most I would say difficulty because I would go to university and then I would meet people and they would would be like where are you from and I would say oh I'm from Italy and then they would look at me and be like Uh, hold on a second but you don't look Italian then I had to like explain my whole story and tell them yeah my parents are from Bangladesh I was born and raised in Italy so then the next time when people would ask me okay where are you from and I would say oh I'm from 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 Bangladesh Uh, they would be like but then you have an Italian accent when you speak in English so every time I had to like explain things to people which was like it was already for me, the question was hard enough because I was like, I don't know how to identify myself. I'm like, I don't know if I should say, am I Bengali? Do I say I'm Italian? But then I, in reality, I don't even feel, I don't feel 100% of either one of them. So then a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I don't have to own an explanation to anyone. I don't have to tell my story to anyone. I would just tell that I am Italian Bengali because that's how I grew up. I grew up with two cultures, these two cultures represent me they are part of my identity because I love you know speaking Italian I love eating eating Italian food as much as I also love the whole Bengali culture and things traditions and things like that so I just tell people I am Italian Bengali from now on
0: do they ask like further questions of explanation or they're like okay that makes sense (laughs)
1: uh do they ask for their explanation I mean some do not because I tell them this is how I like to identify myself so the moment I I say that they stop asking me questions I just remember that when I would say either one then they would like question it like they would literally people just question everything I noticed like if you say anything they just start questioning it like why do you have to do that just believe what I'm saying
0: yeah, like you would be trying to look like something else, like that, that's delusional. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Are there like some very specific cultural things that you took from both Bengali and Italian culture growing up? Like some aspects that, because I mean, you grew up It was, I see how it was like conflicting because it's like family, Bengali and then friends, Italian. But what did you take from each of those with you?
1: I think at the end of the day, what really, like there's one thing that they shared and I I think it's the love for family because I would say like Italian people, they're very family oriented. Like they love their Sundays all together, having lunch together And it's the same also for the Bengali community. People love getting together, sharing food, feeding other people. That's one thing that I noticed that it's something that really brings the two cultures together. Like this is one thing that they share. And um, so that's something that I also like bring with me that I also notice. And I would say uh, some of the things that I bring with me it's really like for me from the Italian culture what I what I really love is the love for food because Italian people love eating and they love eating like pasta and risotto and you know salad fish and things like that and I would say for the Bengali culture we do like to dress really fancy we have these typical traditional dresses that really are fancy I would say and you look very glamorous and that's one thing that I love from, from each of the culture I would say.
0: You know that you t- is you um, talked about family. My uh, dad's family came from Italy and I, I noticed this as well. They are fam- very like family oriented, always want to spend time with family. And here in Brazil we have a lot of Italian descendants. So Mm -hmm. this is very Brazilian culture at this point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So let's get a little bit more into Italy. How open is Italian culture to people from other countries and other cultures? Because I I, I don't know. It's just like curiosity because I've never heard anyone like complaining. But, you know, not the opposite either. So...
1: Yeah, because there was really nothing to complain about. So I can tell you a little bit about myself because when I was growing up, I was the only, I would say, the only uh, Bengali girl in the whole school. Like there were no other kids from other parts of of the world. And I always felt like when I was growing up that I was very conscious that I was the only one that was an Italian. So I was super conscious about that. It went on until I graduated but I think things are changing. Like now I think we see a little bit more immigrants. We see a little bit more of mixed kids. Like we see actual, like, we do have like, I think Brazilian people in Italy now. And b- before it wasn't like that. Like, I don't think I ever met any Brazilians uh, when I was living in Italy, but now I think there are a little bit of more mixed kids where, you know, the father is Brazilian, the mother is Italian. Um. So I think the Italian culture is like super open, Um you know to new people to people coming from different backgrounds and and we can see that like even when i watch italian shows we can see there is a little bit more representation because when i was growing up every time i watched tv All I could see is just Italian people. I would never see like someone from India or someone from China, you know, from all all these other parts of of the world. But now you see it a little bit more. So you see a little bit more of like representation. You see like a more diversity, which is I think very important.
0: And do you visit a lot or would you consider going back there to live again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... um, I, don't, I stopped visiting it um, since I moved to Canada. I mean, since I moved to Canada, I did visit a couple of times, but now I don't go there anymore because uh, my parents are actually living in UK. So I actually go and visit UK a little bit more than Italy. Uh, but eventually I do like to go back and see if I can retire there. I don't know. It is in my mind eventually to retire there in, in Europe, especially in Italy, because at the end of the day, if you ever ask me, like, what well, would you consider your home? I would always say it's Italy, because that's where I grew up. That's where most of my upbringing up was. So it, it is a cl- country that is very close to my heart.
0: And what are some very typical italian things in terms of culture because i feel like the italian cuisine is just at the at this point is like the most famous one in the entire world It's is like everyone loves italian cuisine there's no way to not love it
1: yeah i was going to say it's the italian cuisine because it's just so good <laughs> because it's so good <laughs> Uh, but some of the things that I mean I want to some of the cultural things it's very so as I said before it's very family oriented so there is usually like people like to spend time on Sunday together with like families Um, we like to eat pizza on Saturday night and watch soccer so we are very much into soccer games that's one thing that Italians really love um, we love our espresso in the morning. And that's like a ritual, literally. Like that's literally a ritual. Like here in Canada, when I moved, I noticed that people, they just drink their coffee on the go. Now, you cannot do that in Italy. You have to sit at the desk in the coffee shop. You have to actually like enjoy the coffee. So these are like some of the ritual things where people can, they're enjoying their stuff, like little stuff and uh, other things are also like having lunch at 12 because like having lunch at 12 and and uh, like eating pasta that's also very common in the whole culture in Italy and another thing is in Italy things are actually closed between uh, uh, I think it's between 1 and 3 p.m think everything is closed because they all take their time to actually like uh, have lunch and actually enjoy their
0: lunch oh i love it they have this in spain i didn't know that they had this in your Yul- as well that's amazing Yes, yes <laughs> i would is. die for this time of the yeah
1: yes yes everything is closed and then they reopen around like 3 three thirty 30 p.m whereas like in canada for instance like you get barely an hour if you're lucky and you're like rushing into this lunch no in italy forget it you're not getting an hour you actually get like a proper like long lunch hour and we also have a lot more uh, vacation days Um, like for instance in Canada I think we get by default three weeks but in Europe it's a little bit more I think people get like five weeks and if you're like for instance a teacher at school you get like three months for instance so we do like to enjoy our life in the little things and people like to go to the beaches and we do have beautiful beaches like the mediterranean and we have a lot like in the surroundings so people actually like to do all these things
0: i love that many aspects that you mention are i i can clearly see this here in brazil and we are very we have this um how does it say this italian culture that is so important the brazilian culture that's hours as well at this point Mm -hmm. but yeah that's very interesting because a lot of italian families came here to brazil when like right after the the, um, colonization so yeah makes sense um another thing that i actually wanted to ask you i don't even know why i didn't ask this before but i have celiac disease and i got this from my dad's family because technically celiac disease it's an italian disease so how is it gluten free food in italy because it's italian and then italian cuisine is just like pizza and pasta and then you know lasagna so how is it to eat gluten free in italy
1: that's a very good question and i wish i had the answer about that but i actually uh. don't because it's like you said in Italy we do eat a lot of like pasta pizza Mm -hmm. and rice but it's not something that it's like in my field, so I wouldn't be able to to answer that I'm pretty sure there are places that make it like gluten-free but I cannot speak too much about that
0: yeah because I saw one girl in TikTok once that she went to Italy and she was celiac as well And she said, no, there are like options here. Like we can have pasta, we can have pizza, there are options. But I wanted to know until like which level, you know, because it's a little bit tricky.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there are options. I, I can tell you a little bit from the Canadian side that we do have a lot of those options. I cannot speak too much from the from the Italian side, because it never occurred to me, just because I didn't need that. So, I, I, but I'm pretty sure there are options. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, it makes sense. And also, I I guess I saw this girl on Twitter. Like, I'm just getting references <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but I saw this girl on Twitter saying, like, "Why are you holding back?" Like I am Italian and I have pasta for dinner every single night. What is your problem? Like something like that. And it makes sense because at least like I set this rule for myself that I will only have pasta for dinner like twice a week because otherwise it's just too much. But is it like so common that people have pasta like every single night for dinner?
1: I'm like that. I'm actually like that. I'm like your (laughs) like this girl and i'm gonna give you a good example because um when i go to work i usually bring pasta with me like i'm pretty much getting pasta every day and i can never get tired of it so that's one thing and i remember one of my friends she made a comment saying you just eat pasta every day and you're so skinny which is i think when she i never thought about it and then i was thinking all italians they eat so much pasta and they're like super skinny uh, I, I don't know I think it's like in, the, in our genes or something but it's I think do-
0: it's because it's al dente that <laughs> Italians eat I'm not even joking like I swear it's because my sister she mentioned the other day because when we make the pasta we make it a little bit softer uh-huh. but then for the digestion and it doesn't make you so bloated if you do it al dente it makes you it doesn't make you like gain weight or something i don't know if this is accurate this is just like a wild guess
1: i mean i don't make my pasta dente all the time
0: so oh that that goes a theory.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean honestly like if you have some um recipes of sauces like i'm here for it because i have like i don't know i guess this point like four main recipes for salsas and i just go by those like rotating and i Mm -hmm. i could use some more ideas
1: (laughs) i actually follow this guy on instagram and every day he has one recipe of pasta i'm telling you he's so good you just see his plate and you just want to take the plate out of the screen like it's so good
0: I need these guys Instagram
1: I I'll send you the name
0: <laughs> yeah because like I, I might as well just cook something tonight you know
1: <laughs> yeah, no like you see you see his stuff and you want to eat pasta every day because it's just so good and he makes it like creamy I don't know it's like it's melting in your mouth basically
0: no my, my mouth is already watering <laughs> and I just had his neck <laughs> 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 What would you say is your favorite Italian dish? I like pasta and pesto. Oh, I love it. It's, it's so, good. so good.
1: It's like refreshing.
0: I know. It like for the summer, it's, it's just so like good. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. What is something you'd like people to know about Italy or in or the Bengali culture?
1: Uh, I think Italy is a great. It's a great uh, destination place for vacation, and if you want to get married, and I think one of the best places where people go and get married is in Como, in the Lake of Como. So basically, it's it's basically a lake, and it's not too far from Switzerland. It's actually next to Switzerland. Uh, so it's a lake, and it has mountains, and people actually get married there. So that's one thing that I would um, I would always. Tell people to go and visit Como, and and if they're in Como, to actually go and visit Switzerland because you can just literally walk, and I'm not kidding. You just have to walk from Como to Switzerland, and you are already in Switzerland. So it's very easy. So you get to see two in one. And what I would want people to know about the Bengali culture, it's probably about the traditional dresses that we have, and I think those are something really distinctive of our culture like saris those are like it's like it's drop and you're basically literally you have to wear it in a certain way and you have to know how to wear it those are like some of the things that I really like about the Bukali culture is really about the dresses that we have and we have like different styles different colors different decorations and they just make you stand out
0: yeah I've seen that they're just like absolutely gorgeous.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you have like any tips for anyone who wants to travel to Italy, like on a general basis? It doesn't necessarily need to be places, but also underrated places, perhaps. Uh, Like what should they know about culture? Maybe how to behave something on that note? um,
1: One thing is that if you do in like little places, It might be a little bit hard to find someone that speaks uh, English. That's one thing, Uh, especially because if you go like in little places, you have people that have been living there for like a while. So these are like older generations, So they never actually studied English. So it could be a little bit hard for you if you want to communicate. But usually, people are very friendly and very warm. So, if you do happen to go in this place, they will like, first of all, they will feed you like so much. Like, if you go in a restaurant or stuff, stuff like that, they will feed you so much that you will be full for the whole year. And people like, like Italian people like having other people coming from outside or having guests because they're just so like people are They love having people and they love having like big fists usually. So that's one thing that I would like uh, tell people and, um, and that would be probably my main one, like just with the language, because I feel like it could be a little bit hard uh, for you to express yourself if you, if you go in, in small places, because I feel like if you go in like more touristic places, it's easier to find people that speak English, like if you go in Rome, if you go to Milan and so forth. But if you go, for instance, in the South, South is a little bit harder, I think, to find people that speak speak English.
0: But I think that if someone speaks Spanish, they can just manage, right? Because the languages are so similar. Some words are the same. So I feel like the communication could happen.
1: Yeah, I I agree on that. Um, If you know how to speak Spanish, you can just speak in Spanish directly and they will probably understand you. Most likely they will.
0: Yeah, this helps a lot because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is like a, an easier like language for people to know. And I mean, because a lot of people can speak Spanish, but then Italian is a little bit more specific. So yeah.
1: We, we usually say that Italian is Spanish with an S. That's what we say.
0: I think I've heard this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I heard this before. I, I just remember this because I think that my dad, he went to Italy once, I don't know, like for work. And then he he can't speak Italian. So he was speaking Spanish. And then this woman was speaking Italian, and they totally managed. The situation he said that he could totally understand her and then she could totally understand him but i think that for portuguese it's a little bit more tricky i feel like from the uh, latin uh, languages italian and spanish are like so super 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 similar yes i uh, agree yeah. on that yes spanish is like common ground at this point
1: yeah you know spanish you can travel the world
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so finally every week we give a recommendation of a book a movie or a tv show what recommendation do you have for our listeners this week and why
1: so my recommendation is uh, for a tv show that i watched and it's called the pretty little liars i
0: don't know if you have ever watched it i literally rewatched it like a few weeks ago (laughs) It's so like good. I, I, I really like it people hate it but it's like no. it's bad but in a good no. way like it's hilarious I think it's just hilarious the show no. like it's, the it's ending so is just like ridiculous but you can have a good laugh it's really okay.
1: good so here's what I think I think they could have just ended it at season five but then I think they wanted to. they they wanted to like I don't know continue the story and I think they just lost it there so when when season seven came and you find out who the hell is a and you're like really like you could have just ended at season five but it was like I feel like the first season are so good because you're just wondering who the hell is this person is this person actually dead or not is she alive and it's like it's like I feel like you're just always watching it to trying to find out who is this person and I I really enjoyed it like I enjoyed all of it I didn't think it was going to be that person a but you know it's the producer who decided to make it that way but it's a very good show especially if you're like I think it's a good teenage teenager show like I, I yeah I think a lot of people would really like it but I mean
0: Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It was lovely to record with you. Thank you so much for talking all about Italy and the Bengali culture. It was very, very enlightening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Honestly, like I was just recording intro and outro. Well, I am recording outro right now. But it's like the 80th Episode of the podcast, and how insane is that. Honestly, like I'm happy that this is the 80th episode because I had so much fun recording it and I had a great time with Urmi. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode, that you liked her. I would love to have her back on the podcast. And um yeah, I'm going to link every single social media of hers in the description if you want to follow her there. But thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And I hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone.